The Blokebusters Podcast is a proud member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other great shows such as The Ectoplasm Show and AB Film Review over at podbros.com. And now get ready to share and enjoy the Blokebusters Podcast. Tonight's story is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. Boys got off! Today we are cancelling the apocalypse! Excellent! Houston, we have a problem. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Get away from her, you bitch! And like that, he's gone. Welcome to episode 96 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. And today we will be talking about Thor Ragnarok. Yes. yes. Excited about this one, Paul. <laughs> um, happy we have some uh, some fresh film meat, as it were, to talk about here. Yes, it uh, has been a little while. Has been a little while, but uh, yeah. Before we get into all of that, uh, to pass it over to you, sir. Okay. Uh, where can uh, people find us? Uh, well, aside from listening to us right now, which I'd be impressed to hear if people have managed to find just this little section and nothing else, so that'll be, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. Who knows, uh, this could be all that, you know, survives the apocalypse. And could they, be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel very proud if this was the only thing that survived that the apocalypse. Be, unless that means they took all of the good podcasts and then, you know, they're like, oh, no, no one wants that one. <laughs> yeah, so there's the always that way. Left. That's the pessimist way to look at things. So, yeah, you're welcome for that. Yeah. <laughs> But, but other yeah, than yes, uh, other than that, we're also uh, on the interwebs. So yes, you can find us on Twitter at blokebusters, facebook.com slash blokebusters, Instagram at blokebusters. You can email us blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com, and we have a website blokebusters.web.com, which may or may not be up to date. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> All right. And uh, so that's the nuts and bolts on our side, and the nuts and bolts for this film in particular. Directed by, and I really hope I don't butcher this. Oh, uh, well, can I take it then? Go ahead. All right, Taika Watiti. That is how I would have said it, so I'm glad. Okay, well, I'm sorry to jump in there, but um, no, that's <laughs> I love fine. Taika I'd, and I didn't want to hear it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather it be done properly, so yes, no, <laughs> no problem there. And uh, a budget of $180 million and a box office as of four days after release. 130 no wait that's domestic 439 million three hundred seventy-seven thousand three hundred and twenty-one us dollars so it has assuming we go for the double the budget if you add in the the marketing it should have made it back by now and it's only just got through the opening weekend so yes doing okay um. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. struggling along yeah but it'll uh Yes. It'll make a profit, it looks like. Um, <laughs> yes, big shock there. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, who's uh, in this bloody thing? Uh, uh, let's see. You've got Thor, Loki, Heimdall, and Hulk <laughs> all making a resurgence here. And the uh, the new people, you've got Kate Blanchett playing Hela. Uh, more on her a bit later. You've got mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum as Grandmaster, who most people are going, Who? And yeah, kind of understandable. I'm sure a lot of people don't that listen to this don't necessarily follow the comics. Uh, he is generally accepted as the brother of Benicio del Toro's character, Collector, and they are mm-hmm. elders of the universe. So yeah, it was very interesting there. Everyone, uh, thank Paul for that tidbit. Thank you, Paul. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. 
and uh, the last name I have written down here is uh, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. And, yes. And yeah, it's sure an awesome job. Um, we will mention yeah. others as they come up. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. She was great. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so I, where I do feel you like. Well, I feel like uh, since you uh, seem to be such a big fan of Taika, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's your previous experience with his stuff then? Um, well, I love, 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 love um, what we do in the shadows. Of course. Um, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was really my first introduction to him, which I know um, Eagle vs. Shark was a lot of people's introduction. I was not hip to that. Um, I think I was aware of it, but for some reason or another, I don't know, it didn't catch my eye um, and pull me in. It's on my list of things I need to get to, but that is yeah. ever expanding and never, ever getting things crossed off. So <laughs> hardly ever. Um, but yeah, that's in there. But yeah, so what we do in the shadows, I mean, I own it digitally. Uh, it's just, you know, um, people have seen it. You, you know how hilarious it is. Yeah, it's amazing. And then, um, uh, you know, in that mockumentary style. And I think we covered that extensively in our mockumentary <laughs> episode. Yes, really. uh, yeah. And then there's Hunt for the Wilder People, which is just a completely different film, um, which is why I love, one of the reasons I love him and love him as a director. Um, he can pretty much tackle anything here. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Have you seen that, Paul? Um, it is in my queue. Uh, okay. So I, I added it a little while ago. Okay. I just I'm almost done with Stranger Things. I got to get through mm-hmm. that. You know. Oh yes, absolutely priorities. So yeah, we got <laughs> Sam Neill in there, and then this wonderful uh, the kid that plays Ricky, Julian Dennison. He's just awesome. Um, but yes, yeah, like a kind of a kind of a road movie, but in the wood, you know, in the woods. Um, right. Sam Neill and this kid being hunted for um, something that they may or may not have done. What you know, it's just. It's just a very fun, touching, beautiful movie, and uh, it's kind of that laughing, crying, like emotional ride, and it's just a great, great movie, and it's completely different from what we do in the shadows, completely different, obviously, from Thor Ragnarok. Um, So it's just impressive, I think, that he can really handle these kind of indie darlings, um, the comedy, and giant blockbuster. so yeah, that's that. Sorry, gushing over Taika, but <laughs> he's just awesome. I love him, and I can't wait for like more of his stuff. So yeah, I, uh, based on what little I've seen of his work, yes, it will be very interesting going forward to see what uh, what he comes up with. Uh, so yeah, what um, do you think we should start with? Like sort of general feelings on the film. Or yeah, do you think we should absolutely. Okay. Um, just yeah, I think let's just cover yeah that initially here. So. I, I'm going to take a stab and guess that you liked it. <laughs> uh, I, I did. Yes, you're correct there. I know I, I, know I took a chance there. Um, <laughs> how much did you like it? I mean, kind of where does it rank in the pantheon for you? Um, well, I know we're fresh off watching it. so Yes, yeah. very much so. First and foremost, I will say that it is my favorite Thor film. Okay, I mean, so. you just had one to beat, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. and I didn't say which one, I just said one, but yep, yes, no. of course, the first uh, one. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, even see the second one, that's how mediocre that <laughs> apparently was. <laughs> yeah, the, the second one was, it had its problems, it was okay, but it was, uh, mm-hmm. it, was defi- it was almost what people, 
assumed Captain America 2 would be. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that that. Um, Still better than Iron Man 2 and uh, uh, maybe worse than Age of Ultron? Yeah. Uh, kind of in there as like the worst there. Marvel movies? Yeah, yeah. probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Age of Ultron. Okay, yes. Uh, so, um, you know, I will say it kind of felt, and you can probably guess why, it kind of felt to me on par with the first Guardians of the Galaxy in okay. terms of feeling mm-hmm. like when I was watching Okay, yeah. If, yeah. if that makes sense to you. It does because uh, I don't know if you were looking up any um, other research stuff, but they said a big influence was um, Big Trouble in Little China right. um, with those kind of 80s aesthetics, um, which makes sense with the Guardians of the Galaxy mentioned, you know, kind of the, the, the late 70s or mid 70s yeah. into early 80s. Um, music and just kind of the the color, you know, the saturation and all of that. It just yeah, definitely feels very much like that world. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, and uh, what about you then? So, where, where does it kind of fall for you? Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I'm trying to kind of weigh how I feel, you know, because I come off of these things a little too excited or too amped, and uh, you know, and just thinking it's the greatest thing ever. I, I really did like this. Um, obviously, I think this is, like you are saying, probably the best of the Thor movies thus far. I think, I think. well, this is all we're getting, right, of the, the, the Thor standalones, um, as far as, as I understand. right now, yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe in the future but, they might go forward, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love how this, I mean, we'll get maybe get into it a little bit. Later, um, and of course, uh, spoilers on these episodes. If you're new to Blockbusters, uh, we talk about <laughs> all things. I just like to throw that out there. But yes, yes, I love how this set up things for our Infinity War, um, yeah. and perhaps more on that later. Yeah, and uh, also solved a couple of issues that people were having with some oh, possible yes, yes, continuity yes. issues, um, i.e., Infinity Stones. Yes. Okay, we'll get there too. All right, <laughs> <laughs> um, we can get there now. I don't care. But anyway. Um, as far as just ranking Marvel films, I would say this is probably in the upper third uh, of films. I'm, I'm not going to trouble anyone with trying to make a list off the top of my head, but yeah. um, I would say it's one of the funniest. Uh, I would say it's up there with Guardians as far as humor goes. Um, we know how I feel about Guardians too. Um, <laughs> the unpopular opinion that I have on Guardians too. Uh, but I think this is a very fun movie. Um, the, I mean, if you're going plot, I mean, I mean, are we really watching Marvel movies for a fantastic plot anymore? No, not really. So, um, you know, that, not that withstanding, um, this is a good bit of fun and not overly long. I didn't think, um, I could have stood yeah. it to be a little shorter, but uh, overall, loved it. So Yeah, I, I'll say I definitely did not feel at any point that I needed to look at my my watch. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. going in, how much longer do I have here? Yeah. I was... and I, yes, I managed my beer intake, so I didn't <laughs> have to struggle the last act. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, uh, always yep. very important when it comes to these. Well, yes, because yeah, you're gonna no matter what you miss, it's gonna be a good part. Yeah, yeah, presumably. Um, so now that we kind of know what we're thinking on the movie, um, was there anything that like really stuck out to you immediately? Uh, was it 
the look of the film? Was it any performances? Uh, um, well, the music. Uh, I I will say that overall, I felt that uh, the writing in this film it seems as though they've learned from all of the films that have been coming before it, and I think that this is sort of the tightest script in as far as blending the comedy with the plot and with the character. I, I think that they they walk that line very well mm-hmm. um, throughout the film, and I, I almost feel like it's the funniest film in the Marvel franchise so far. Really? I think more it, so than Garden, Guardians? Yeah. I, I think it did it better. I mean, Guardians had funny-er moments. But I think overall this had like pound for pound, yeah, the best blend of the comedy with everything else. No, I will say, yeah, that first reel is very joke heavy. Like it, um, like they really pull you in with the 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 humor in that first fifteen minute, fifteen minutes, and then there's kind of a tone shift, um, bounces things out with a bit of heaviness, and then then I think then that blend you're kind of talking about, I think, really is established. Yeah, Um, yeah, because but yeah, I agree. Yeah, they, they clearly, they started out going like, okay, I mean, they just kind of went silly a little bit with the opening, and then they they needed to have plot, so that kind of did the seriousness. And then, <laughs> yes, all right, yes, let's get down to business, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's almost no film that's really been able to to marry the plot, the early plot development with brilliant comedy all the way through with with possible exception of uh, uh, some Simon Pegg Edgar Wright film but, uh, but yeah I, I, I <laughs> did uh, I did really enjoy that and it, it was nice to see because I felt that the Thor character in general with the exception of like I think Age of Ultron which you know being not not our great film as I was expecting I thought the Thor character was still yeah, you know, evolving in that I I feel like he's reached a good level in this where he he it's still got that ego but mm-hmm. he has loosened up as a result of meeting these people and having these new experiences like so he's and he's also learned a bit from Loki as well I think so he's it, as a character he's evolved and it was nice to see he wasn't still just this uh, the headstrong god. I mean, yeah, still a little headstrong, but definitely humbled by everything he's gone through. Yeah, and Taika had said that he wanted um, like Chris's humor to come through more and for the character, and that obviously I, I would say uh, that was accomplished pretty well. So yeah, um, yeah, because this is I think definitely the best developed Thor we've seen uh, as far as balancing those things of um, kind of ego and but lighthearted and very uh, very kind of witty and <laughs> yeah. Um, just yeah just overall kind of capturing the screen yeah definitely uh, was fun to watch yeah yeah very much so <laughs> um, and, um, along those lines I don't know I, I mean we got to talk about this guy just you know, I think podcast favor. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> we have Jeff Goldblum in this movie. <laughs> so, um, what did you think of him as uh, Grandmaster? Uh, well, number one, his introduction. Oh, with great that, intro! With that slight hint of World of Pure Imagination. Oh God, that was 
beautiful. That was so, so well done. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that instrumental. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that the introduction to the character is one of my favorite introductions. <laughs> just because of how there's almost no real introduction. It's all this build up and then it's just this guy who's just like, huh, okay. Who's, I mean, who's just Jeff Goldblum, really? I mean, he's, once again, yeah, he's kind I mean, of playing himself. I mean, is that not what every role he's done in the past 20 years, pretty much? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost as if he's the he's the Jeff Goldblum character from Jurassic Park if he was taken from the very, very, very beginning of Jurassic Park and given the powers of the universe and then put over here, here you go. Like, that's what it would have turned into. It would have been this guy. So. I like yeah, uh, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, no. Apparently, um, no. Now, if you're familiar with us covering Marvel films, I don't claim to be a comic expert. I am, by and large, not a comic expert. So if yeah. we say things that are incorrect in storyline or uh, canon or anything like that, um, apologies. But <laughs> uh, please don't rake us over the coals too harshly. Um, but I do understand that the Grandmaster is supposed to be like entirely blue. Yes. And, and um, I believe they did not do that for a couple of reasons. One is that I, I don't think you really cover up Goldblum's face, uh, and he's good enough actor that he doesn't need to be blue. Uh, yes. And he was also blue in Earth Girls Are Easy. Um, yes, uh, fantastic movie from 1988. <laughs> Check that one out. But <laughs> um, yes. is it Jim Carrey in that one? Yeah. Or, uh, I'm not yeah, sure that, that's yeah. and Gina Davis, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, um, but yeah, uh, so okay, so you were aware of that. I know you are a little more attuned to the comics than myself. Yes, and um, I, I don't, I don't recall if I've read any that feature the character, but I do like to kind of brush up once I've seen the film. So yes, I, I knew that he was blue, and that uh, yes, they didn't want any parallels with. Uh, of girls are easy and they didn't want to cover him up at all in case it sort of took away from the performance which I mean, yeah i think it could have yeah it definitely would have been it would have been interesting to see i feel like you can't necessarily play depending on how they did it because obviously yondu came off great in that film but i think this sort of character if he'd just been blue and like that just kind of would have been part of the silliness of him and that wasn't necessary because it... uh yeah i think it could have been just a little too much um, um because <laughs> you're already getting so much uh with jeff goldblum um he'll take it over the top himself you don't <laughs> you don't need any extras yes yeah it's um it's always always fun to see goldblum in not so serious roles and uh, he clearly was having a ball with this one <laughs> Yes, and I do love his method of dispatching people. That was, uh, <laughs> although quite messy. I yes. hope they have good janitors um, on that planet. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, and, uh, yeah. And obviously, I, I feel like his character as well wouldn't dispatch people that way as much as he does if that bodyguard of his was not his bodyguard. <laughs> So it's just like, oh, here you go. It's like, no, 
Like, this isn't a meltable offence. Like, why are you giving me this? <laughs> <laughs> I think, is that, but that's the only sentence, I think, is right, is melting. It doesn't matter what. The, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, at least according to yeah, her. There aren't degrees to that you can be melted. It's kind of an all or nothing um, proposition. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, where would you like to head here after this? Well, uh, I one of my issues with this film actually comes from the villain. Okay. I, I don't know um, how you feel about it, but uh, like Hella, based on Hell, uh, mm-hmm. is someone who is effectively all-powerful once she gets to Asgard and just is someone that just creates knives essentially just lots and lots of big knives um, <laughs> yes and i kind of thought she was more boring than ultron oh really okay just thought yeah, yeah was, I, uh, I, I kate just... bland shit mm. oh, oh i'm sorry I, i'm sorry we've just been canceled I, we don't even have <laughs> but somehow we have just been canceled i'm so sorry paul yeah, okay. No, uh, yeah, all of that preparation on the deal gone off its break. Yes, yeah, it's a vicious uh, business. Okay, but well deserved for that one. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I I don't know exactly what it is. It really did just feel like cookie cutter. Like, oh, this is someone who's just mad and wants to hurt people, and mm-hmm. that's it. That is literally it. There's nothing else to the character. So, yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, I yeah. guess there, there wasn't really any other villain that could have led this film, that there wouldn't have been any emotional impact if it wasn't someone who was related to Thor and Loki, but they could mm-hmm. have at least made the character... I, yeah, so I don't know these the, the universe well enough to come up with a feasible alternative uh, to the villain, uh, for the villain, but I did feel... Uh, much in the same way. Uh, I like Kate Blanchett just fine. I think she's fantastic in most of the projects that she's involved with, and she is yeah. forever Galadriel to me, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, in this, I just, um, reading on, on things, like I, she did this as a favor to one of her kids. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think the quote was, this could really boost your career, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's clearly been going nowhere um, yes. so far, but um, I, I I don't want to just uh, throw things out there, but I will um, with zero proof. Uh, but I don't think that she may not have been a hundred percent invested in this. I don't know. That's kind of how I felt. Um, Possibly, yeah. I don't know if it was just the writing. Who knows? But. Um, I don't know if that's a fair criticism or not. Uh, and it very well could not be. Yeah, and apparently she found it difficult playing it while wearing a motion capture suit. Mm, yeah. So yeah, maybe that, that also yeah. was part of it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, hey, more intriguing villain than Su- than Suicide Squad. But I mean, we're true. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't dumped on Suicide Squad in a bit, so yeah, I had yeah. to get that in there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so apart from the villain, I think almost all of this did kind of work, at least for me. Yeah, no, uh, there, there wasn't much else that I can think of that sort of fell apart. Uh, mm. uh, even just the relatively bit roles by everyone else, uh, they, they kind of mm. kicked it out apart. Like Scourge was just interesting to watch. I mean, yeah. It was a predictable arc 
of his, but it was still fun to watch Carl Urban take that and just run with it. Yeah, it's uh, Carl Urban is just like more and more. I'm just really enjoying him as kind of an action uh, hero here. He's um, really kind of coming into his own apart from dread. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> our feelings well documented there, although people do really like that movie. Yeah, um, so somehow. I'm not going to shame you for liking that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bones, I mean, how fantastic is he as Bones? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, and Lord of the Rings, you know, we have more Lord of the Rings people here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was great. And then also, um, I do want to bring up Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. Uh, yes. I thought she was amazing in this. Um, people yeah. unfamiliar with the name, you would know her, hopefully, from Westworld as the kind of um, I don't know how to call it. She's the executive who just wants to take a, you know, she's very uh, in control of and very antagonistic towards the uh, Hopkins character of Ford, I guess, you know, wants him out of the picture. Yeah. Um, that's her. Yeah. And then, of course, Creed. At the, um, she was amazing as the, uh, the counterpoint um, to Creed, <laughs> I guess yeah. we'll call him <laughs> in that. Uh, and then, um, a great Netflix uh, series, Dear White People. She's really, really good in too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's a great one. Yeah, so yeah, she. I'm looking forward to a lot of more from her. But this is a great character, I think, and um, looking forward to her in Infinity War, definitely. Yes, yes, it will be really <laughs> cool to see. And I, I am sort of interested that they have come out and stated that unequivocally her character is bisexual yeah i didn't i didn't necessarily catch that in the film i mean obviously they didn't need to telegraph or something but if they were going to make a point of saying that i feel like they like maybe that's going to be something going forward but she in this film felt very much the the love interest of thor like I, I kind of hate using the love interest tag because it does kind of just make it seem like, okay, so this person is the... No, because that's not thing. all she's there for. No, she's... Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I, I read that as well. And, I'm, I mean, that's... I, I don't have any, you know, thing else to really to add there. I, I don't know if it's one of those just fleshing out the character a little more um, for her, you know, um, yeah. as part of the performance. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know if that'll be, um, part of the, you know, become more relevant in Infinity War, if it doesn't matter, which I mean, might be the point. It does not matter, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it might just make a couple of interesting lines of dialogue down the, down the line or something. Which, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I don't think that, she, yeah, she was just there to serve as, you know, eye candy for Thor or anything like that. She was yeah. definitely very, uh strong and powerful character in her own right. Yeah. Although, um, I, I did have one question about Valkyrie okay. coming away from the film, which is she's, as far as we know, the only surviving Valkyrie from Asgard. How did she get out? You like, know, did... I... <laughs> you really think I got an answer for No, I, uh, I, I didn't no. think so, but I didn't know if uh, it had occurred to you or something, because um, uh, for that... For people that might not have seen the film but are still listening, good on you. But, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh-huh. all of the Valkyries are sent into this realm where Ella is to basically take her down and she's able to kill 
literally every other Valkyrie except for Valkyrie um, or Scrapper 142 as she's known at the beginning and someone else pulls her out of the way and gets killed in front of her and then she's on the ground and all we know is that she then got out without being killed that, that, yes. that's literally it that's, that's, that is an accurate <laughs> representation yeah yeah. It's uh-huh. just, I, I, I don't was, have the answers uh, you seek I'm sorry yeah no the only thing I can I could think of is maybe they are all able to just kind of slip between worlds as they wish. Maybe let's just kind of go with that. That's <laughs> uh, uh, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. Fine. Okay, yeah, so. mystery solved. <laughs> all right. Yeah. No, it, it, again, it was just a little thing that I kind of coming away from the cinema. I was just thinking, hang on, <laughs> like what was that? But uh, other than that, I. Yes, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed her character and seeing the performance on screen. That was uh, uh, a, a lot of fun. And uh, again, in the vein of Wonder Woman, good to see a, a strong female character that is holding her own without the need for any real outside interference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could have had um, some more in here, but um, but yeah, uh, she was great. Um yeah, I can't say enough about her performance in there. Yeah, she's just an awesome actress. Um, and then, yeah, I just wanted to bring up one last uh, kind of um, tertiary character that I was very um, kind of the sleeper hit, I think, of the movie uh, would be Korg. Ah, Korg. Korg. So, um, of course, the, the moment uh, Korg opened his mouth... I knew who he was, which I was uh, very happy with that. But um, as big a fan as I am of his, um, probably not as surprised to Paul now. But this is, of course, voiced by Taika. Um, (laughs) And very much came off like, okay, you know, director voiced this. It's going to be a a one and done scene. But he has a pretty meaty role in this movie. Um, Yeah. Obviously, the the comic relief by and large, but I was happy to see that he was a really kind of a, kind of a well thought out character and had some things to do, had, you know, he was involved in the proceedings throughout and, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, that character, I, I just love him. Yeah. It, it, a lot of fun to see him not just be uh, a one scene character and that they kept bringing him back at it. Mm-hmm. And, I also liked, and I didn't think about it until I was reading up uh, a little bit later, that he is made of rocks, but he is a very just soft-spoken character. He doesn't have the gravelly thing that you, like, like if you're thinking of uh, Thing in Fantastic Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's very gravelly in both iterations, like, and also in an uh, audio book thing that I heard a long time ago. Like, it's always very gravelly in in this one, it was just uh, a nice, soft-spoken character. <laughs> yeah, is um, it? Yeah, I get. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, there, and uh, yes, I initially believed it to be Reese Darby's doing the voice. Ah, uh-huh. And uh, yep. when it when it scrolled past at the end, I was like, "Oh, okay, right, right, guy, wrong person, <laughs> wrong guy." Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, you were uh, in the uh, 
neighborhood, uh, so to speak there. But yes. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you, yeah, you were into that. He based him on, he based him on Polynesian bouncers, which I don't know why that's funny, but I think it is. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I can't it, say I've ever met Polynesian bouncers, or at least yeah, not yes. to my knowledge. Um, yes, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't recall ever running into any, but, uh, I imagine uh-huh. they have a soft Yeah. He says, yeah, but he has a light soul. Yeah. He's funny and friendly. Yeah. So <laughs> he was just, um, just a welcome addition um, to the ensemble here. Yeah. And I can't believe, like, we haven't even mentioned Idris Elba in this, you know, like, yep, um, yeah. which is a crime. <laughs> we haven't mentioned Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. Uh, yeah, yeah this, it's an embarrassment of riches in this. Yeah, I mean, that I'd say that actually speaks well to the film that we have, with the exception of the villains, so many nice things to say about so many of the characters. Mm-hmm. And in films like this, you can quite easily lose track of who's who and like all of these people that have plot lines roving in and out. And uh, they, they've done so well at giving everyone a good chance of being center stage, as it were. So, yeah. yeah. And then uh, even Doctor Strange turns up and it was... Yes, he does. <laughs> um, which, um, now, this was... No, first of all, this was... Forgive the uh, ignorance of this question, but this was very similar to the scene, or was this like a continuation or the exact scene that was at the end of Doctor Strange? Uh, it was... Because uh, Thor shows up at the end of in that in a post credit scene, does he yes, not? Yes, he does. It, okay, it is basically. I just don't remember that scene. Yeah, well, it is the bit when Doctor Strange is talking to Thor about needing to find Loki, and Thor's like, "Well, I'm looking for the, like it's it's that scene, but I'm fairly certain it's a slightly alternate take because uh-huh. the inflections on some of the lines of dialogue, at least based on my recollection of it, are a bit different." And they also uh, like obviously have Thor being jolted around and a little confused, whereas in the post credit scene, it felt like Thor just came and sat down and was talking to him. So that's uh, a little bit of misdirection mm. there. Quite well done. Yeah, no, but I guess, yeah, they had to um, rush to shoot those before the... Uh the Doctor Strange sets were destroyed. So yes, uh, good on them for getting on top of that. Yes, uh, but um, yeah, that's a, that's a really, uh, that was a really um, kind of fun scene there. Um, it was nice to see Doctor Strange pop up and kind of tie him further into this universe uh, after his standalone uh, film. Yeah. And, uh, and you clearly see just by having him pop up here, you can see that he's become a lot more confident and uh, knowledgeable in the abilities that he has. So it's, uh, uh, it, I think yeah. it was a, one of the best ways of sort of doing the training montage without having the training montage. <laughs> yeah, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would say one of the best, um, uh, that awkward gag of... Oh shit! I'm ruining things with the uh, <laughs> the umbrella destroying oh, everything. Yes. The uh, the disguised uh, Majolner hammer as the umbrella, just destroying all of his beautiful artifacts, unseen, of course. But that yeah. that was a great little gag. Yeah. And then I think my favorite Loki line of all time, as well as the "I've been falling, falling for thirty minutes." 30 minutes. <laughs> I want that scene. <laughs> I don't care. I want that thirty minutes scene. I'm just screaming. I'm getting bored. Maybe yeah. taking a nap for a few minutes. Yeah, who knows? And then screaming again. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. I know. Um, I think we try to avoid just rehashing all the jokes because obviously they pull them off a little better than we do. But yes. Um, yeah, obviously you've seen the film, you know. Um, <laughs> but I did want to bring up uh, just briefly uh, the score. I loved the score in this movie. I thought it was one of the best I've heard in a Marvel movie. And um, it just really felt 80s and kind of like electro pop or whatever. LA. It was just a lot of fun. And uh, by Mark Mothersbaugh. Um, Akron, Ohio's own. Um, not that yeah. I'm from there, but you know, in the in the neighbor, or you know, uh, in yeah. the state at least. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did the Lego Movie. Um, he did Royal Tenenbaums. Um, those yeah. scores, but yeah, I just thought uh, it was just a huge part of this movie, and like it was just a great tone setter throughout. Um, yeah, I, mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of the the Led Zeppelin song used uh, at bookends. I just. I don't know. I just I'm kind of over immigrant song, but <laughs> well, my, um, my, my wife. But the score actually, I loved. My wife actually said at the end, she was like, "So, like, why did they use the Wonder Woman theme in this?" And I said, "They didn't." They're like, "No, that Led Zeppelin song." I was like, "Oh no, that's not. That wasn't it." And she's like, "No, no, that was a Wonder Woman thing." I said, "Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I get it's just popular at the moment." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And and I, I saw know. that um, the, the director would have asked. Queen to work on the soundtrack if Freddie Mercury was still alive. Yes. Because I mean, that, you could have had another flash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and did, yeah, along those lines but, and off topic, but did you're, uh, you, had not, you have not seen Blade Runner 2049, right? I have not, no. Oh, we could have had, um, instead of Jared Leto, we could have had Bowie in that role that Bowie uh, had loved. That he was in talks to apparently be in that. Mm. Ugh. All right. That's sad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Moving on. Only the good die young right now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I had just a couple other points, but did you have another uh, direction you wanted to head in first? Um, well, I was uh, I was going to ask this because uh, I was watching something recently, uh, like a, a newer thing, but I felt that the, the graphics weren't that great. Uh but in this, I feel like the, the CG would, and again, I, I find it odd, with the exception of the villain, the CG mm-hmm. in this film is sort of spot on. Like, even, uh, like, Fenrir looks fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, Hulk is definitely getting more and more, like, photo real, I feel, at this point. Uh, and it, yeah, it was, and the emotions, yeah. On the, uh, yeah. And it was only... Hello, with the the changing hair headdress thing that just felt the like, upside down antlers or whatever the yeah and, that look is. And in fact, uh, this is going to be a little bit niche. I have no idea how many people listening to this will get this, but she reminded me very much of one of the villains from the kid TV show reboot. Uh, I, I don't know. Swing and a miss. <laughs> yes, uh, I was I was going to assume you wouldn't have seen that one, mm. but uh, probably a little. I think you're a little older than yeah, uh, uh, when that would have come out there. But uh, yeah, if, if anyone else happens to know what I'm talking about and agree or disagree, I would really like to hear about that. But I'm fairly certain. <laughs> right, you heard it, reboot people. Let him let him hear it. Yeah, uh, I'm fairly certain I've hit the nail on the head there. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think I have any notes written 
down here. I think I've covered most of the stuff I was going to go over. So, um, uh, what did you have? That you wanted uh, to I don't know. Um, did you want to? I just want to m- mention uh, the Stan Lee cameo again. Um, yes, of course. That was uh, a. He, they've been really nailing the Stanley cameos, I think, in the past few years. Uh, and I think this is just more of the same. Um, yes, very much so. Especially yeah. now that we know that he is at least helping the the watchers, it's it's kind of fun to yeah, that now see that that's him confirmed. Uh-huh. Yeah, see that he's actively taking part in this thing now and yeah, him being the one to give Thor a haircut. <laughs> yeah that was great um i kind of want to just talk uh also just like the overall look of the film i thought was beautiful i thought the cinematography in this was amazing um and i will make a stab at this name uh cinematographer javier agura sorobi Agira Sarobi? Sure. Okay. Uh, I give us about a 5% chance of getting that right. But yeah, he said, you know, he was not so sure at moments, you know, because of, I guess, the levels of CG in this or how to, you know, position the camera in some scenarios. But um, I think he figured it out uh, because, I don't know, I think this film looks fantastic. Um, Even even for just a Marvel film, that, that, that level of you know, it's kind of expected out of these films. And even so, I think this one is, still stands out. Yeah, no, it it was a really cool film to watch just visually. And again, even taking the CG out of it, just see the decisions that were made. It did, it felt very much like a sort of 80, like an 80s film would look if they had technology of today. Like it really did kind of <laughs> capture that. Uh, the the sort of the wide shots that they would use for the setting up, but then like, when they're going through, like Highlander with really good CG, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's uh, what you're going for, right? Okay, yeah, that that is exactly what I was saying. Um, All right, nailed but, it. Uh, but yeah, also the the scenes when they're going through like the marketplace and stuff like that, I I felt like it was oh I've seen this style of thing before, very nostalgic. Even though it was a brand new film that uh, <laughs> I was watching unfold in front of my eyes, it was like, oh, I, I kind of feel like I know this. And I, I think they were somehow able to blend the nostalgic feel and tones of that time with the modern day storytelling and uh, equipment and stuff. So I, I think uh, they, they managed to pull that off very well. I 100% agree. Yes, sir. Um, I know it's so exciting when we're just right on the same page here. Okay. Well, yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but this often happens. Uh, I'll yes. be at the Guardians to um, stand out. But um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah let's just talk about that again. Okay. <laughs> hopefully, we are, even though we agree, we have uh, slightly different ways of expressing it. Says, yeah, not, yeah. So, listen, so um, I did want to. Um, we talked briefly before we started recording. Uh, I did want to briefly mention the the, the play within the movie uh, at the top of this. Um, yes. I thought I loved this. Um, <laughs> it was fantastic. Yes, <laughs> and my friend, uh, ha- well, that was the bathroom break, and that was a very poorly timed bathroom break on their part. But oh, um, yeah, so. Um, we get a couple of really fun cameos here, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. As 
I was kind of telling Paul, I think it's kind of fun to just leave them un- unmentioned, even though people have probably seen this film. Um, yes, yes. And it's, I will say there is a um, a slight film reunion, although they don't share a scene, um, to a dinosaur movie. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. So, yes, there is a, a lead actor that pops up in there. Yes, um, uh, there's also, um, you could say there's uh, a well-known puppet is, oh. is in there as well. Okay, uh, there's someone from that spent some time in outer space. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, we're having enough fun there, and uh, yeah. Then we had, uh, of course, Anthony Hopkins was back as Odin. He said he would not be back, but I guess he was so impressed with the script that he he signed back on. So, um, yeah. Because we were already missing. Um, who was it? Uh, Seraph or uh, what was the name? Uh, uh, Sif. Seif? I'm sorry. Yeah, Sif. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was nice to have him back just for that openings uh, scene there yeah. and they also dispatched hogan volstag and fandral as well uh, right like right near the beginning there and they did that as a way of sort of being like oh no these characters are gone now but also highlighting this is how much of a problem hello was going to be so it's uh i i did enjoy the way that they were dispatched it was just sad that they weren't going to be you know in it for much longer yes agreed uh, once again <laughs> um but yeah it's just another example of like how well they accomplished the humor in this film um taika and the writers and, yeah uh, i know we're just sorry i'm low energy but i, they, I really did have a good time watching this um, might not be coming through but um damn this movie is a lot of fun yeah very much so one of those films that I think is going to be a good rewatch because number one, I'm sure there are many things that were in the background or something that will be fun to go back and see, but it's also because it just has that fun feel to it. Uh, Almost, I mean, nobody Gardens of the Galaxy was fun, but uh, uh, this was almost as much of a surprise to me as like how much I enjoyed it. As Pacific Rim was, because I knew yeah. I would like Pacific Rim. I didn't realize I would like it that much. And going into this one, I was like, "Well, based on the trailers, it seemed like it'll be good." And I came out of it going, "Wow, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they didn't do what a lot of films do, which is they make a good trailer, and then it's like, oh, well, these are all of the fun, cool bits, and now we kind of not focused on that for the rest of the film." So it was, uh, yeah, a pleasant and, surprise. And yeah, I would say of the three uh, Marvel films this year, which is, I can't believe they did three this year. Uh-huh. I would put this number one, um, Homecoming number two, and then Guardians number three. Um, but I can understand how some people's lists may not look like that. But uh. yes, uh, <laughs> I, I have not seen Homecoming yet, so I will, okay. uh, I will waive my right to judge <laughs> that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I will say this, this was definitely above Guns of the Galaxy 2. Oh, all right. Well, that's I appreciate that bone. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> coming around here. Um, yeah, this is one like I won't. I can't wait till like gets on like HBO because I'll just have it on um, while I'm doing things, you know, around yeah. my place or you know, and just uh, yeah, it'll just be a nice have it on and stop and watch for half an hour and yeah. Um, yeah. 
because whatever that half hour is going to be, it's going to be a good bit. So, yeah. well, I had to say, I'm contemplating doing uh, in the weeks leading up to uh, Infinity War Part One. I kind of want to do a starting from Iron Man rewatch of all the Marvel films, mm. which I think will be a lot of fun because it'll end with this one and then uh, Black Panther. And obviously, oh god, I'm so excited for Black Panther! I cannot wait for Black Panther. Yeah, I, I, so you got a trailer at the top of this, right? Yes, for Black Panther. Oh my gosh, I love that trailer. <laughs> I think it was the, I think it's the first time I've seen that trailer in the theater. Oh really? Um, I think I saw the teaser before. But I don't know if I've seen the full trailer in the theater yet. But oh my gosh, it looks so great! I can't <laughs> wait. God damn it, that thing, that thing better do well. Uh, it's going to, but... Yeah, uh, it, it better do well for the right reasons. <laughs> uh, because it's an amazing damn movie. It's uh, At least, by all accounts, looks to be one. So Yes. Um, yeah, so super pumped for that one. Oh my god, and Pacific Rim 2. I'm sure you've watched the trailer for that one a few times. Yes. <laughs> you think it's going to live up to one? No, but I hope no, it... But... I hope it like comes close close yeah yeah if it's in the neighborhood i'm okay um (laughs) yeah we we're uh, if you're not familiar unabashedly and unpodologetically enormous fans of pacific rim (laughs) yes (laughs) um i don't care what you say it's one of the best gd guilty pleasure movies ever um Uh, and not even that it's just straight up amazing yeah Yeah, it's really like Obviously, this, like this film has good like, good use of nostalgic fit and stuff like that. Guardians of the Galaxy, same again. But Pacific Rim is just like, and you know, not trying to gender stereotype, but mm. like, if you're a guy, it is just pure nostalgia. <laughs> like, it's just, well, I want to. Yeah, I'm not even going to say that. Um, if you're anyone uh, that yes, enjoys yes. a good like, it is the monster flick to end all monster flicks. I would say yes. Um, but, yeah, but, they, they really should just not bother with. Any more Godzilla's, yes. just like, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> uh, yeah, although I guess they said, um, or I don't know if this was from Guillermo or not, but he said he was up for a Godzilla Pacific Rim universe, like a tie-in. Okay, um, yes, let's do that. But <laughs> it just all depends on how well it's handled um, and who's handling it. <laughs> um, yes. Who those directors are and who those producers are, yeah, what studios doing, like all that kind of stuff, really matters. So, um, I don't know how that would come together, but um, since we're in the tangent portion of this, <laughs> no <laughs> doubt, uh, along the lines of monster movies, have you seen Colossal? Uh, I have with not Anne Hathaway it, and it, Jason Sudeikis. I know yeah. it is on Hulu, and mm-hmm. every time I'm on Hulu. And I watch something, it's like, oh, would you like to watch this next? It's like, I uh-huh. would like to watch it, but I don't have an hour and a half right now. So it's oh, like... it's, I would highly recommend that to anyone. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's really different than what you think it's going to be. Um, <laughs> it has some important things to say uh, and doesn't do it too ham-fistedly or, you know, hit you over the head with it. Um, but it's a really cool, fun movie. Um, under the radar uh, kind of flick, and I I think it's great. It's a and it's got a monster and a big monsters and robots. So you know, hey, something for everybody, right? Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So check out Colossal. But um, since we're in the meandering part of this, I think that means we've run out of things to say on Thor uh, Ragnarok. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> Although yes. there is so much more, we didn't run out of them. I think we ran out of energy. 
Yes. Um, we didn't yes. talk about Thor's eye. We didn't talk about um, didn't the yeah. arena scene. Um, yeah. Just because we've seen it in the trailer four thousand times before we saw the movie, probably. But yes, uh, that that mm-hmm. would. I think of all the marketing stuff, that was mm-hmm. what I was most annoyed about. That uh-huh. that particular bit was in there. I understand why it was in the trailers, and then every subsequent trailer, but. Damn it, you could have left that as a surprise. That would have been the biggest mm-hmm. reaction in uh-huh. the cinema. Yeah. yeah, and just to make anyone feel awful that didn't that hates that line that uh, the friend from work, I'll uh, just make you feel terrible by yourself. That was suggested by a Make-A-Wish kid um, <laughs> on set. <laughs> so I hope you feel happy. <laughs> Hating that line. No, um, I love that line. I think it's great, but yeah, um, and, and, even and before it, I knew that, yeah, and it, it is perfectly Thor at this point. Yes, <laughs> so. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's the the action. Like we should have talked more about the action in this movie, but the action sequences from that opening fight it, uh, with with I can't even think of the giant demon's name right now. But um, uh, I, sorry, I comic I had it, uh, people uh, yelling at me. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, but even from that opening one to the final one, I mean, I, the action was just so well handled and looked incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we could go on about lots of other things in this movie. Um, yes. Um, but I don't think we will. No, we have to let the good people go at some point. <laughs> yes, um, and we also have to let ourselves go. Um, exactly. And um, the uh, one, I did get one person. Uh, giving some thoughts that uh, I said I would read out uh, from at Cinnamon Pod, uh, which is the Cinnamon Podcast, in case you can't put two and two together. Uh, they said that they did do a 40-minute thing on their podcast about it, but trying to condense it as much as they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, said, I loved it and it was fun, but it was just another Marvel movie at the end of the day. And okay. I, I, can, I can see where... See where it's coming mm-hmm. from there, but I respectfully disagree because I feel like it's as you were saying towards the beginning. It's definitely up there with one of the better ones, and I feel like if the people that are kind of running with this series now continue to, I feel like this ending of Phase Three and what feels like to me is ramping up to be the end of this like section. Of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I I, I almost feel mm-hmm. like what they're doing is they're building to a, a giant climax, which will kill off a couple of characters, will change some of the characters. So like there'll be maybe there'll be a different Iron Man by the end of Infinity War, or there will be uh, like someone else taking up Thor's mantle. Oh yeah, as they well, we're the comics, definitely getting so. a couple of characters that are going to turn heel. I I feel like that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, so um, I, I don't know I, who that's going to be just yet, but and I, I feel like it's, this has been a fantastic thing to happen because moving forward from here, they can bring other characters forward, as obviously we saw with Guardians of the Galaxy, that people may not know too well, but it can be done well, and then we can have a new series of characters to get to know across several more films. So I, I'm looking forward to to that and. Uh, Yes, I I slightly disagree with the Cinnamon podcast viewpoint there, but uh, uh, thank you for getting a hold of us there. You were, as I said, 
the only people to get better. <laughs> oh, yeah. To be fair, we didn't give people too much time. Um, no, there, yes. But, uh, um, unfortunately, I, I've been a little busy, so that is I okay. wasn't able to yes. get that out. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just closing down, I would say I, I would just reiterate, yeah, I think it's one of the better Marvel films. And that is not to say, um, if you've heard me say on this podcast, that I am hungry for original content. I don't believe that is... Uh, hypocritical there I, I still want as much original content as we can get um i am saying for this genre and for these marvel films i think it's a great movie um in this universe um the, yes. is it one of the best no is it will it be one of the best movies i've seen in the year probably it's probably going to be you know top five or you know top 10 movies of the year for me out of every you know out of all genres yeah it's um i Obviously, I haven't seen uh, as many films as I would like to, uh, given, mm-hmm. given my current home situation. But uh, oh, yeah. uh-huh. uh, I I do feel like it's going to be up there. I, I hope it at least gets a nod for like, even cinematography or uh, effects and stuff like that. And even oh, costuming. I think it's going to get plenty of effects. And yeah, and yeah, the costuming was great, too. Um, yes. mm-hmm. so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I hope that... Uh, uh, a certain awards show will uh, bear that in mind. Uh, well, we will see. And, um, you know, we kind of are on the board of another award show, so we'll see uh, <laughs> how things <laughs> go on that one. <laughs> um, so do you have uh, a rating for this one? We haven't done it in a while. Uh, we haven't real quick. Uh, real quick. 15 second rundown. We, we everything starts out of a zero. We take off point uh, points into the negative, uh, intermittently or subjectively, objectively, however we deem, until we arrive at a negative rating um, of a say a minus one is a very good film, you know, um, not, and minus three is still good, but not you know obviously not as great as a minus one. So if that makes any sort of sense, and it doesn't, uh, <laughs> that is well, how hey, we do things at Blockbusters. Hey, it's different and it's somewhat memorable. So there we sure. Go. So I would probably be uh, right around um, somewhere between. I'm I'm going to keep it at a range here. I can't pin it down. I'm going to be at like a minus one and a half to a minus two okay. on this. Um, I think it's great. I'm kind of kind of prorating that for for time past, um, right. you know, I think that's kind of where the dust will settle for me. It's probably around a minus two. Yeah. Okay. A lot of fun. Um, like I said, yeah, I'm just going to re- end up repeating myself. So yeah, let's just toss <laughs> it right over back to you. All right. Okay. Well, um, myself, I've been kind of tossing it around a little bit because, uh, like, as you say, I know it will come down, uh, probably over time, but, uh, as of where I'm standing right now, and uh, how much I enjoyed it. Obviously, I've mentioned a couple of my issues with it in terms of uh, the villain and stuff, but um, I feel like even with that, I'm going to go with, uh, like, uh, let's say, minus 1, minus 1. 1.5 like in there. Because, okay. uh, yeah, I feel like it was fantastic. I didn't have too many niggles with it. I mean, obviously, the villain, that's a big niggle, but <laughs> it's like, you know what... Uh, Every other character was so well done that uh, I'm willing to only take off a little bit myself for that. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. That's uh, 
That's All Brian right. Rating and a Brian rating, and uh, I feel like uh, we need to let you go at this point. So. I, I feel like, yeah, we got to put a bow on this one and call it an evening here. Yes. Or uh, whatever time of day it is for you folks. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, with that, uh, I will just say that I've been Paul. And I've been Brian. See you, folks. Bye. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Hang on a minute, lads. I've got a great idea. Uh, Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.